everyone and welcome to Teacher's Talk. My name is Fernanda Otero and I am an English teacher living in Ireland. Me and teacher Roy Willoughby are together bringing some information, culture and music to English students in Dublin. Today we have a special guest. Tina McVie is a yoga teacher and she will talk about the process of learning yoga and practicing. This program goes live on Facebook, YouTube every Monday and you can also follow us here in Spotify. We hope you enjoy and please share with your friends. Hello, hello! And today we finally have our first woman and Sandy. Yes, Tina, was, it was just very, very oh, difficult. Yeah, it is indeed. I was just telling Roy, we really need to bring a woman here to have this conversation and talk about other stuff. And uh, I was uh, expecting to find somebody and I was so glad that was you because I know we have we can have this conversation and we can share and bring light to people. How are you, Tina? Welcome. Bringing the light. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very well, thank you. It's um, evening time here in Dublin and uh, it's been a beautiful day, sunny, busy day, very busy day with work and we had a socially distanced protest uh-huh. today, which was a first and was really good. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's been, been a really good day. How was your day? My day was busy as usual. I don't see the difference, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Me neither. I don't see, like, if I am, uh, you know, like if I was working on a daily basis, I just see, mm-hmm. I just see the same. And I don't, I am busy, always busy. So tell me more about this. What happened today? We had a socially distanced uh, protest because today is um well a sort of a solidarity action more than a protest today is international day of nurses okay celebrate celebrating nurses and recognizing their incredible work yeah of course of course at the moment in the middle of this health crisis um it has become even more obvious how Mm -hmm. important their work is but also how uh, little valued their work is in ireland so one year ago nurses were on strike and the government didn't really respect them or appreciate them then. Yeah. And now that we're in the middle of this health crisis, I guess people are realizing that they should have had their demands met in the strike. Um, yeah. Well, I think people knew that, just that the government didn't. So today we went um, in the area that I uh, live and, uh, and work in. Uh-huh. Uh, we, have th- we have three hospitals. So yeah. a group of us, we got some really nice posters made saying pay nurses, give them protective equipment, a solidarity with nurses. And we went uh, on a tour of these three hospitals. There was about maybe 10 people. Uh-huh. And we just, we just stood outside the hospitals with you know, our signs, each of us standing two meters apart and just seeing, you know, just saying support with nurses and respect for nurses. And it was great because people passing in their cars were all beeping and uh-huh. it, was really, it was really good fun. Yeah, I saw some pictures. I think oh, yeah. on Brids Bridesmaids page, and mm-hmm. yes, this is something very common here in Ireland. Uh, people beep, Tina. Yeah, can you yeah. explain this? And I, I would ask you to be sorry, sorry, telling you this, but because this is uh, time for practicing conversation, mm-hmm. Irish accent can be tricky. You know that, so. Yes, my people just might don't understand anyway. So, just well, I'm try. I'm I'm conscious of that. So Thank I you. Think, I think I'm speaking slowly. Because <laughs> actually, how many languages do you speak, Christina? I am, I am trying to speak slowly. <laughs> but uh, so if people do, if if people think I'm speaking too fast, they can say it in the comments, or if they want to ask me to repeat something. No problem, just say it in the comments. And yes, we have Marcus here. Marcus is yeah. from London, I guess, if I'm not to... Please correct me, Marcus. And I guess Marcus also has a YouTube page. So, Great. yeah, he's Mathematica and Mathematica English, Math and English. So, 
Yes, tell, tell us more because uh, Brazil, we don't have this practice of beeping to mm -hmm. a protest. And this is positive, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, some, some of the signs said, you know, uh, if uh, uh, beep, beeped for support or something like that. Uh -huh. So, yes, this is, a, this is a nice tradition where people going by will just, you know, whether it's a picket line or a, or a protest or some sort of a solidarity action that yeah that's people show their support by uh, by beeping their horn and it's really it's really nice because it, it gives it gives every time somebody beeps the horn it gives a, a lift to the crowd you know oh, yeah. and everyone gets enthusiastic and 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 it shows also the support i mean there was one street outside of the hospital in Ballyfermot actually which was quite a busy road and every car almost that went by was beeping horns Lovely. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of support for nurses, and rightly so. And and uh, the government should, you know, pay them properly, recruit more nurses so they don't have to work so hard in such bad conditions, mm -hmm. and um, should um, give them the protective equipment and the good working conditions that they deserve, like all workers. Definitely, yes. especially at this moment where they mm -hmm. are, of course, they are the first victims of COVID. Actually, I was reading. Yeah. Something from yeah. the UK and black women in the front line are the mm -hmm. first people to die. So yeah, yeah, yeah. class like, and you know there, yeah. there, there's lots going on there: class, ethnicity, work status. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how gender? <laughs> definitely yes. How was the the like? How would you would you say you just mentioned? we had social distancing like how can you manage this you just actually you just, just stand apart yeah, yeah okay yeah just roughly calculate and we we um you know try to not you know i mean anyway it's, it's uh -huh. the practice to not you know to not go too close to people no like no physical contact and um yeah, yeah just you know washing your hands a lot before you leave the house washing your hands a lot when you come home definitely you know, Mm -hmm. The same kind of precautions that you would take if you were going to do your food shop, for example. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. yeah. And how did the Garda react? Is any is there any problems? No, we didn't have any problems. At the last yeah. hospital, I saw a, a Garda car parked. The Garda yeah. is the Irish police, by the way, mm -hmm. for, the, uh, for the students. Thank you. We didn't. Um, we saw uh, we saw a police car and I was expecting that maybe they would come over and say something because there has been workers um, here, the Debenhams workers, who Debenhams is a big department store uh -huh. and uh, during the crisis they closed down and, and uh, you know, probably using the crisis as a front to kind of lay off all the workers and close the business and not giving the workers the kind of redundancy payments and the respect that they deserve. Mm -hmm. So the, these workers went and had a, you know, socially distanced picket or protest outside of the department store. And the police came and told them that they had to go, that they were, um, you know, that they were in breach of the of the guidelines around social distancing. Well, but, you know, yeah. I think it's probably more to do with the fact that it was a workers protest rather than a, um, you know, the protests yeah 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 because yeah. they were they were socially distanced you know uh -huh. but but we were okay today we didn't get any good probably good. because we were you know showing solidarity with the nurses as opposed to protesting our working rights uh -huh. i have somebody here together with us uh sylvia santilli she is in miami i guess she's a great friend welcome sylvia i think it's the first time she's here and marshall is saying Actually, I am from Brazil and I've lived in London a long time ago. Thank you for mentioning my YouTube blog. I appreciate that, Fernanda. Yes, you are welcome, Marco. So I got the right name, Mathematica in English, math and English. Very good. Tina, I would like to ask you, mm -hmm. uh, why, why are you here? You are here because you are, <laughs> you are a teacher. Yeah? And thank uh, God you are a woman. What an existential question. Why am I here? Mm. <laughs> Completely, yes. It's very close to actually <laughs> you do. And uh, I'm wearing my this is we call this Villa. Villa. Very good English uh, Villa. Tina speaks uh, Spanish as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, Villa is the the football team from my 
from my hometown. My grandfather just actually he was the founder of this, and cool. it has the same colors as of Liverpool, I guess. I'm mm -hmm. not sure. Anyway, so Red I, and white's I, pretty popular in football. Though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was okay. I wear that because, of course, I like football. It's a very Brazilian stuff. But we are here to, that's why we have this good music going around. We are here to talk about yoga. Mm -hmm. Tina is a yoga teacher. Tina, please tell us more about your practice. So why did you decide to become a yoga teacher? How was this? Well, this was a very interesting journey, actually, because um, I have been practicing yoga for a long time. And I had... Um, you know, gone to yoga studios and taken classes and for years and years and years. And then a few years ago, I decided for myself that I wanted to um, explore a little more, the, uh, the, I suppose, more of the philosophical, spiritual side of yoga. So I started doing um, some more intense uh, training and going deeper into the practice. And at around, around this time, uh, it was I uh, had a visitor from Palestine, and she was a woman who uh, works in uh, a refugee camp in Palestine, and she was uh, in the process of trying to establish a, a women's health group in the in the refugee camp. And one of the ideas that she had was to was to teach yoga as a as a way of of supporting women in the camp to manage um, very high levels of stress and anxiety because women in Palestine do do uh, I suppose bird take on the burden um, of, of of apartheid in in sometimes very silent ways. Um, a lot of the men would be in prison or would have died in the struggle, and so women have to you know kind of carry their grief but at the same time outwardly they have to show strength and and um, accept that their sons or husbands or fathers that whatever have been martyred or that they're you know in prison for the cause in Israel they don't support the prisoners so the families have to feed them and make sure that they have everything that they need so the women have to take on this burden as well as you know becoming the, immediately becoming the main breadwinner as well as um dealing with everything else that goes with with the, the, the conditions that the palestinians live in under apartheid so anyway this woman came and as it happened i was due to go to palestine that following summer and uh i was going to a yoga class and she said oh you're doing yoga and I said, yeah, I'm, you know, training a little bit and going deeper and, you know, so I need, you know, it's, I, I need to be there on time. And she goes, oh, do you think that you could teach yoga when you come to Palestine? And I was like, really? <laughs> and uh, and she, so she explained the whole project to me and I thought, OK, well, I haven't finished my training yet. So let me just, you know. So anyway, I chatted to my yoga teacher and she's like, no problem, you'll be great. <laughs> so uh, that's what happened. I started preparing straight away. And I went. I was in Palestine for a few weeks, and and for the for the time that I was there, they had like we had a, a program worked out where I worked in the summer camp and I taught yoga to the children, and uh, and then I also taught. We set up a special women's uh, yoga course, like a, for a set number of weeks, and the idea was as an introduction. And while mm -hmm. I was there, I found another yoga teacher then who would take over from me when I left. So she was introduced to the camp and introduced to the women, and that really. I think what really opened my eyes about that experience was I saw, obviously at first hand, I stayed in the in the refugee camp, in the Aida camp in Bethlehem, in the West Bank, and I saw and experienced first hand the conditions and, and the level of oppression that Palestinians live under every day. And it was interesting because the community center that we were teaching the yoga in was in the middle of the gate to the camp and a gate to the uh, behind the wall to an Israeli military base. So the community centre, and this is maybe, you know, 200 metres between these two gates, 300 metres at the most, and the community centre right in the middle. So, I mean, one day, I, I, I joked by the end of the time that yoga was really dangerous because so often when we came out of the community centre at the end of the class, because we had the room closed and you couldn't hear anything, um, it was soundproofed. When we opened the room and came out, we discovered that the Israelis were shooting at the Palestinians at the gate of the camp. And there had been one day they kidnapped a boy, the soldiers kidnapped a boy. And so we had to stay in until they stopped, the, the, the fighting stopped. And I, I, I witnessed this several times when I was there. So 
you know, and then also seeing the conditions in the camp and, you know, went for to, to visit a few different places in the West Bank. So, so seeing the conditions that they live under, but then at the same time having this incredible experience of teaching women and children techniques to manage stress and seeing the incredible positive difference that it made to them in just a number of weeks really opened my eyes to the gift mm-hmm. that that is yoga and 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 teaching it is um you know is is almost almost like a, a precious duty you know that that and, and that's that's the kind of teaching that i do i i don't really in, want to teach much in a in a yoga studio you know or or as we were talking before like you know just yoga just for body conditioning and fitness for me what's really important about teaching yoga is that it's supporting people in their lives mm-hmm. and you know helping them to manage uh, their their stress and to learn very simple techniques that mm-hmm. work for them and i suppose helping people to just journey back to themselves mm-hmm. um, and that's that's really that that's really what brought me and that to yoga that experience in palestine and and i guess that's what's keeping me there is the experiences i've had of teaching since then which have been very much rooted in that commitment uh-huh. um, that it's it's to reach out to people who uh, you know need that kind of support for whatever reason that's wonderful experience i didn't mm. know this so yeah it was so have, yeah i have two questions here first of yep. all marcos is saying this is a nice t-shirt you support a football team yes i do sport because it's from my family sorry and the, the name is villa villa is from nova lima brazil okay minas gerais <laughs> so i don't know what question i will ask first marcos because they have they are not connected to each other but kind of they are okay The first question, can I ask you something related to the people behavior nowadays? Are they looking after themselves carefully? How about the taxes? Are they being subsidized? Sub, sub, subsidized. Wow. Subsidized. Thanks. So, I think I don't Tina can give you this answer as well. I am not living the house. I I I guess and I hope people are really looking looking after themselves related to the, to taxes uh, i don't see many differences is there any change tina related to taxes at the moment are you aware well i know that that what's happening in in ireland is that the government has two programs at the moment one is to give people who um, have lost their jobs because of the pandemic are getting a weekly payment from the government directly, which is more than the payment if they became unemployed under normal circumstances. Mm -hmm. Um, They're getting 350 euro a week compared to about 280, uh, depending if they have um, children, they might get more. So uh, so, so they're getting 350 euro a week if they've lost their jobs. For people who who have kept their jobs, um, but they're obviously just not going to work at the moment. The government is giving, um, is, is subsidizing the employers. It's called like the wage subsidy scheme. And the employer is paying the employee, I think it's 70% of their wages. Um, so some people are getting quite a bit less than what they would normally get um, mm-hmm. uh, normally. And, and, and also people, some people are getting less than what they would have gotten if they lost their jobs. It's a, it's a strange situation. So there is a big subsidy at the moment, um, uh, and, and actually it's the big political question here at the moment when we're starting to, to come out of the lockdown next week, actually, next Monday, and people are wondering whether um, it's actually safe to go back to work. And mm-hmm. if people feel it isn't, uh, will the government, you know, and they've just announced in the last few days that they will continue the scheme, but we don't know yet if it's going to continue as it is and people will receive the same money or whether uh, they will change it. Is it going to continue for one month, two months? We don't know. Yeah. Um, but the, this is what's being subsidized at the moment. So I hope that answers your question, Marcos. And then the first question, are people looking after themselves? Yeah. Um, I, I, do, I do think, I mean, there are obviously a lot of people that are finding it very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I think on the whole, I'm, my experience is that people are really doing their very best to make the most of a difficult situation. Um, there's been, you know, incredible solidarity 
um, incredible activities and actions within communities of support and reaching out to others and you know that's been you know that's been really nice to see really uh, encouraging and and um, heartwarming uh, to see that the outpouring of humanity and love and creativity it's just been incredible yeah but the quest the question of whether people look after themselves well generally I think the answer to that is probably no and the reason is not because people don't want to look after themselves but I think it's because one of the things that I have really noticed in the in the pandemic is how like I'm still really busy in work but but my life has slowed down an awful lot you know I'm not running around as much uh, you know there's a lot of talk of people re-evaluating what's important material versus non-material and I think that under the circumstances that we lived in, you know, normal times, whatever they were, mm-hmm. there's a huge amount of pressure and stress. People live incredibly busy lives. They have to commute very far, you know, very, very long distances. They have to pay huge amount of money for crash, for housing, for like, there's such a level of pressure and stress mm-hmm. in day-to-day life. And I, I would really like to see coming out of this that we, we hold on to the good parts of the pandemic, which is, you know, realizing that we can't really continue at that pace of, of, of living. And, and uh, because that pace of living just doesn't give people the time to look after themselves, whether it's to eat well, to exercise, to take some time mm-hmm. for, for meditation. Um, I was I was doing some meditation the other day with a with a, with a Buddhist actually, and uh, he he's doing a, a, an online course in meditation. And one of the things that he said was for people who are beginning meditation, he was recommending that they meditate for twenty minutes every uh-huh. day. And he said, if you can't find twenty minutes to do meditation, mm. uh, well then he said then you need to look at your life. Buddha said if you can't find twenty minutes for meditation in your day, you need to find two hours. Yeah. <laughs> so and that's and that's exactly it. You know, if you if you're living a life where you can't find twenty minutes in a day for yourself, then then you need to find two hours. You need to you know you need to you need to get back two hours of your life for you. Um, yeah. And that's the kind you know that's one of the things I'd like to see us kind of working towards um, mm-hmm. is 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 having real discussions about quality of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually. The time I'm, I don't feel the pressure. Some of my friends, they are very, very anxious. Like, I would like to say hi to Ivan. Hi, Ivan. How are you? Maria, Silvia, Sonia, Sartori, welcome. Um, but, well, sometimes some of my friends, how are you coping? I'm okay. I'm not like, I am okay. Of course, I am concerned of my people mm-hmm. Brazil is crazy you know it's not safe at all it's tough it's difficult it's painful but I just I am glad for the moment and uh, because I'm safe and I know my family is safe as well so how yoga can help Tina and plus answering this question uh, Marcos is asking another question uh, how about having a yoga class on the other side of the screen? <laughs> I do believe that you are familiar to technology as well, aren't you? Yes, absolutely. She. <laughs> well, I am. I am. I am teaching a group um, at the moment on Zoom, and uh-huh. uh, one of the things that I've noticed, uh, and you know, it's a group of people that I, I know personally uh, mm. through music mostly, and um, and and also a little bit through politics and friends as well. Um, they're, they're all friends now, but but uh, I think that we, we started the group just as a way of you know doing yoga together because of the pandemic and, and doing it together on Zoom, and it actually started out. The, I got the idea because another um, colleague of mine uh, is a frontline mental health worker, and he was like having a really difficult time in 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 you know his his clients that he works with mm-hmm. adjusting to this very sudden change and um, which they they weren't coping very well with. So I offered him a yoga class on Zoom just to help him to kind of, you know, mm-hmm. to chill out, you know, to get some downtime and to, and uh, and he really loved it and he really benefited from it. So I thought, okay, I'll reach out to a few people I know who are, you know, feeling a little, Whoa! and mm-hmm. um, and I did that. And and there's now nine people in the group, and mm-hmm. uh, we we meet two or three times a week um, on Zoom. And one of the things that I've noticed is uh, that, that what they get from, from this yoga in this time is, is to help them feel really like grounded 
um, and to come back to really to come back to themselves and to feel really grounded because at the moment with all of the uncertainty that's out there um, even even I would agree with you I, I actually feel okay I, I you know I'm working from home and um, I have a beautiful garden so you know the weekends and the evenings I have the opportunity to go out there and do lots of work it's been beautiful weather um, you know I'm not I'm, I'm quite happy in my own company I'm not you know suffering terribly and if I do need to go for a socially distanced walk with a friend I do everything's fine but at the same time we're all living with this um, this uncertainty about what the future looks like and also with the fact that there is a virus out there that we have to avoid becoming sick even those of us who are super healthy uh, you know we think we're super healthy nobody knows how this virus is going to uh, is going to impact on individuals who get it so this idea in the beginning that it was the most vulnerable no like you know everybody is at risk with this virus so even those of us who are feeling quite centered and you know okay in all of this we're still living in a time of great uncertainty mm-hmm. and great precarity because of the of the virus so so people people need to feel more and more grounded you know so yoga's brilliant for this yoga's really good at just you know something as simple as standing not even not even doing anything the the, the least effort required is to stand with your feet hip distance apart and your feet pointing forward, your your hands just down by your side and just close your eyes and just focus on how your feet feel on the ground. And then, you know, work that connection to the ground, up your body all the way to the top of your head and just every time you breathe out, just letting your whole body feel more connected to the ground. Just doing that, uh, we call that mountain pose, by the way, in yoga. Just doing mountain pose where you're really doing nothing um, is possibly, you know, at the moment, one of the most important yoga poses that people can do, because it's that sense of, you know, people need to feel that solidity, that certainty that the ground is always there to hold us. Mm -hmm. Despite all of the circumstances that have changed and all of the uncertainty, that the earth is still here. The planet will still provide for us, can provide for us. And, you know, if we all work together, we'll get through this. But at the end of the day, the certainty that we have is that that we're here, that the earth is here, that she will continue to hold us, continue to provide for us. And we need to feel that level of, of certainty at the moment. This is so nice because I love you mentioned. I was going to ask how long does it take for a new, okay, I'm having a problem now. And I know people are having problems, of course, you know, life is life moves on and problems are there and the problem is not the problem the problem is is how you re- react to a problem yeah so do, can you of course you just told the story of this carer with who benefits from uh, the practice and this is amazing but how long do you feel your experience for someone starts to feel really feel the benefits of yoga after the first class you think so yeah uh-huh. yeah i mean you know like do you ever do you ever do something and you go oh that was really relaxing you know you might have a nice bath or you might go for a walk with a friend to the beach or you might uh, go to a music gig or whatever it is that you like to do to relax and you might say to yourself afterwards or you might have a big long sleep in you know on a Sunday morning and then you wake up and you go oh that was so nice and relaxing or that was a nice thing to do and I feel so nice after it yoga is the same you know you, you come to you come to one class one practice and you're going to feel better yeah you're going to feel better so so you can and this is this is why i think in in palestine it had such a great impact mm-hmm. because the women felt and i remember the very first class and uh, it was very interesting actually because i i, I did all my classes through a translator because not mm-hmm. all of the women spoke spoke english mm-hmm. um so so the first the very first class i did um I start and finish all my classes with a sort of a guided meditation, sometimes shorter or longer than others. But in the beginning, it's mostly like a, a scan of the body, you know, just to kind of bring people into the practice and also to check, you know, where your body is. Because if you don't have loads of energy and you're feeling a little bit tired, that's okay. Take the class slower, you know, don't push yourself. It's not a competition. That's why it's not a sport. Mm. Um, you know, it's, 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 well, for lots of reasons. But anyway, so I started the class and I was inviting the women to, um, to, you know, as they were breathing in and out, to start noticing where they could feel stress in their bodies as they were, you know, 
breathing more slowly, more deeply, starting to notice, going around the body, where's the stress? And I asked them to imagine when they found some stress in their body, that the next time that they breathed in, uh-huh. to, send the, to send the breath there and to imagine that this stress was like a big stone. And when they breathed out, like a big round soft pebble, you know, like, like when they breathed out, that they were imagining that the stone was just falling out of their bodies and into the ground. Wow. And then, and then that was the beginning of the class. And then at the end of the class, we did some, again, some guided meditation, going back to these spaces and replacing the, the stones and the heaviness of the stress with some light. And at the very end of the class, one of the women came up to me and she said, I have a question. Mm. How did you know that I had so many stones in my body? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and she, was, she looked so, she said to me, I'm so relaxed now. And, and I just like, I just let them all, I feel light. You know, I've just let, I've just let everything go. Uh-huh. And I'm like, and she came to every single class, by the way, for the, for the few weeks. And it was just, it was, it was incredible because I could see in her straight away, you know, uh, one, and I had practiced some teaching before I went to Palestine. Um, uh-huh. But this was really my first, you know, class that I was teaching. By yourself. Have, yeah. By myself, yeah. And to have that, to have that, you know, like visualization of the immediate benefit yeah. um, was really, really powerful. You know, and, and I've I've never had I've never had like and I, I taught then when I came back that was three years ago, and I've been teaching ever since. And um, like I've never had anybody not say to me that they that you know that they got something from the class. You know. Yeah. So yeah. to answer your question in a very long way, mm-hmm. um, the, the 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 advantages and the benefits are instant. Yeah. I and have... even just. Even just that gift of giving yourself the time for you mm-hmm. To, to, mm-hmm. to take some time to go to a yoga class, you're already benefiting before you even get on the mat. Yes, because you are doing something for yourself. yourself. Yeah. You, it's yeah. you there, it's you, it's yeah. the, you yeah. your body and yeah. your breath and the air. I have someone, Solange is here, and Solange, please send your questions. Solange is a practice of meditation and she's living in Kabampa. Kabampa, do you know that center? I don't know how to say the name. No. Anyway, we have one here, big one in Dublin, and uh, uh, she's Buddhist. If you cannot ask in English, ask in Portuguese, Solange, I translate for you. I translate, I translate for you. Um, <laughs> do you believe that yoga is a sport what's your do you believe no please do you see do you think is any difference of seeing yoga as a sport or or rather than a philosophy what's the difference well yoga can be a sport in the sense that there are people who use yoga purely for the physical fitness and the benefits and the you know the, the advantages of big toning and stretching and all that and that's fantastic like i'm never going to i'm never going to uh, criticize anybody for for uh, looking after themselves i mean that's fantastic but you know that that's great and, and i think in some ways in the west um like for there was a period when yoga really became just about that um but for me, yoga is more about a way of living mm-hmm. that that helps us and supports us to live in the heart, yeah, and um, and and to be a hundred percent connected with ourselves. So you know, in yoga, we practice principles, for example, of 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 not causing any harm, and um, and uh, this principle has to apply to you know all parts of our life. So yeah. you don't cause harm to others you don't cause harm to yourself that can apply to you know you don't cause harm to yourself by uh, eating all of the wrong foods um, you don't cause harm to yourself by not get making sure that you get enough rest you don't cause harm to yourself by staying in relationships that are that are harmful to you you know so so you know when, when we when we work through all of the you know when, when you deepen your practice to really practice yoga you're looking at all of these principles of life and of living and of being and you're applying them to yourself to your yoga practice so for example uh, you don't cause harm to yourself by pushing yourself in your in your practice if you're feeling tired that's not good for your body mm-hmm. um, you know you don't have to do the postures you know the, the most demanding ones every day you know some some days my practice is just a very gentle 
flow and I just turn and I breathe and I, I just move. I don't, you know, um, because I'm listening to my body, I'm not causing myself harm. And when we live by these principles, um, we, it's just, it's, you know, we, we, we come closer to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, it helps us to, well, it helps me certainly to, um, to live uh, more brightly. Um, I feel I cope better with, you know, since I've really come to this type of the philosophical, spiritual side of yoga, I feel I uh, have a better outlook on life. Um, I feel more content. I cope better with stress. Um, it's not to say I don't have my... <laughs> we all have, we still. Just it would be, I would yeah. be causing myself harm if I lived in that uh, delusion. Yeah. But, but that's, you know, that's really what yoga is. It's a journey back into the heart. Yeah. And, 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 and the philosophy is there to help and guide us on that journey. So that when, when, you, know, when, when, you, teach, when you teach yoga, um, I mean, you, you don't you don't teach the spiritual philosophical side of it really in the, in the in the classes that people would consider you know a yoga class, but it comes into it because like like the example I was giving about um, the group that that we're practicing together at the moment, uh, I got that sense that there was a real need to feel grounded. You know, this is because you're listening and you're checking in and you're you're you know you're you're. You're establishing a relationship, and then you're, you're understanding. So you're, you know, so the, so the the practices that we do, the, the physical practice as well as the, the meditations, would would connect to this, you know. And so, so through this, you're you're giving a sort of a you're, you're helping people to, to journey to their hearts, you know. So it's 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 part of it. Um, but that's why I wouldn't necessarily call it a sport because it's not really. I mean, the 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 whole point of the physical aspects of yoga is because to be truly comfortable and be able to, to really comfortably sit in the heart mm-hmm. uh, we can't have any disturbances that are triggered by the mind the emotions or any physical discomfort in the body yeah so you, so so like to meditate you know if you have a distraction because you've got some sort of physical pain or emotional pain or your your thoughts are racing we're constantly distracted so to be able to truly sit in the heart and that and that's why you know the 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 physical postures are intended to help keep the body in good condition so that we don't feel discomfort in the body yeah but they're not they're not the objective of yoga the objective of yoga is to be able to live in your heart that is a very good question and it's connected to exactly <laughs> what you were saying. So, Mark, Mark, it's very nice to have you here tonight yeah, because you're asking good questions. I've heard yeah. that in Ireland, the people are really food f- fond on drinking of drinking beer. Sorry, in your opinion, beer and yoga work well together. Please don't take it <laughs> as mad as it sounds. Yeah, so an Irish woman answering this question, an Irish yeah. teacher, teacher, Irish woman, or yeah, so please, Tina. It's a very interesting question. I mean, my first reaction is that some yoga postures it's very easy to hold your beer, but other yoga postures it's impossible. <laughs> so we won't, we won't try. Um, does yoga and beer work well together? Well, actually, I'll tell you a funny story about how I how I first came across meditation. I was living in Denmark as a student, and um, as students do, and this, uh, we had a very big party on um, a Saturday night, and uh, it went long, long, long into the night. And I had seen a poster in Danish, but I thought I understood because it had the word yoga in it, so I thought it was a yoga class. And so I, I signed up, said, yep, yeah, definitely, I want to go to that yoga class. And um, I turned up anyway on the Sunday in a very, very hungover state and went into the room and it turns out that it was a meditation. And the, the, the word yoga had been in reference to a yogi as opposed to that we were going to be doing any yoga. So I spent uh, two hours in a meditation group. Um, when I finished the, the, the meditation, um, and they were very kind. They, they facilitated me in English. And um, I came out two hours later and I had no hangover. And I felt like I could run a marathon. And I was really, really surprised at how like, well I felt. Um, 
So that that you know, so you could say that beer kind of introduced me to uh, to meditation and then eventually into into yoga as well. So so that that's a good connection. Um, and I suppose in the yoga philosophy, we would say that you know, at the end of the day, we all have to live our best lives, and if we live a life that makes us happy. And as part of that life, you know, drinking a few beers with your friends is what makes you happy, then that fits into the world of yoga. What doesn't fit into the world of yoga is if we're using beer as a way of uh, hiding from ourselves Mm -hmm. um, or or avoiding going to our heart uh, because it's too painful. Then, then, uh, you know, then you need yoga more. Uh, then you need beer but um but if, if it's not a problem then it's not a problem yoga and beer go great together yeah. yeah i stopped drinking two years ago almost and i do meditate twice per day and i practice yoga as well so i don't know it's natural it's not no pressure you know you just do whatever yeah. you feel good so that's yeah. the thing basically no no it's, so yes I have another question for you, not related to yoga. Yes, of course, related to teaching. <laughs> related to yoga, absolutely, but not related to teaching. Uh, please, can you tell us, uh, explain to people, because they might come back to this video uh, mm-hmm. another time. What do you do? Uh, what's your regular work? What's your job? You are a teacher and you are doing other stuff. Yeah, but see, yeah, because the yoga teaching isn't really a job in that in that I've never I've never accepted payment for uh-huh. for teaching yoga, um, and I, and that's that's just my choice, and I don't have to because I have a job, uh-huh. <laughs> um, very a very full time job. Um, I am a political and community activist, uh-huh. and I also have been elected twice now to the municipal government in the city of Dublin, in the capital city. So I am a sort of a politician, but I don't like to use the word politician because when people hear the word politician, they just think of the corruption and the power grab. And um, that's not, I'm a socialist and I am involved in politics because I want to change the current system that forces an awful lot of people into terrible forms of oppression. And I guess I want to change the world. Um, So I see myself more as an activist uh, and using the platform of being an elected representative as a way of advancing and struggle for a type of society where everybody can realize their full potential. Mm -hmm. And what's the benefit of being a yogi and doing the job you do actually yeah i mean i guess it's you know it reminds me all the time to because sometimes when you're when you're uh involved in in this kind of politics and activism um you know you can you can you can feed off or you can live in a sort of constant type of confrontation you know uh, you're always protesting you're challenging you're campaigning against usually you know a government policy and you know sometimes you get to campaign for things as well like we had a great uh, campaign a few years ago where we campaigned for a public park in the city the part of the city that i live in and that was great because we were campaigning for something but not you know usually uh, in this type of of, um, of activism so, so you can you can live constantly in that sort of you know almost a little bit aggressive confrontational uh, state of mind and for me uh, the, the yoga for me is very important balance to that because it reminds me to come back to to the heart and to try even in politics to, to think and feel and live and decide and and work from the heart because at the end of the day what I'm doing is for people and for humanity um, and and so and so so for me it's important to stay connected uh, in, in that way and, and to try and, and live here rather than to be living in my you know what was once a very crazy you know <laughs> smash everything up kind of head um, so so that's for me that's the balance you know it's a really nice balance and it's also to come to to bring into 
you know, into into politics, you know, uh, because because there's a lot of the principles of yoga will be very similar to the principles of community development. And before I got in, uh, involved very heavily in politics, I was a community worker working in a very very disadvantaged community, a lot of drug, uh, you know, drugs problems and employment problems and a lot of state neglect basically. Mm -hmm. um, communities like you have a lot of in Brazil as well, um, and. Uh, in community development, you know, we work off a, a set of principles that are very similar in some ways to, to the principles that we work from in yoga. So, so it's very person-centered and very, you know, the needs of the of the individual. So, I like I like to be able to kind of bring that a little bit into politics, um, and coming at more from a developmental approach. You know. Yeah, that's wonderful. Marcos is saying. My wife and I will open a yoga pub so that no more hangovers. <laughs> so then and no more what? Hangovers. Oh, hangovers. hangovers. Yeah. <laughs> Sergio. Very, I'm going to have a lot of success there, Marco. Oh, definitely. Especially in here. Yeah. 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 Sergio is saying, I need a sap. No, he, you don't. That uh, We will progress and eventually, uh, shortly, we'll have the captions. Anyway, so Roy Willoughby is watching. Great. Hi, Roy. And, yeah, so I didn't mention why Roy wasn't here. He had uh, some family loss this weekend and he is his mother-in-law. So uh, I have, please, Roy, get, I, I'm sorry, it's sad, but. It's very, it's very yeah. sad news. Yeah, yeah. The, the moment is just, very sad for many Center of sympathies. Yes, totally, yes. Yes, so uh, Marcos is asking a question uh, to both of us. Would you be able to skydiving? Have you already tried it? No, I didn't. No, I am not. What about you, Tina? No, thank you. <laughs> in, in Venezuela, I tried... Um, Abseiling down waterfalls, and uh, I did that because we were there, and there was no other way down. And I got to the bottom, and I went, <laughs> yeah. "Now on, my feet are staying on the ground." Sorry, <laughs> no, not for me. No, yes, right. Saying thank you, obrigado. Tina, would you come back to us another day with Roy here? Because mm. I'm pretty sure that he would love having you here. Having you here. Yeah, that would be great. No it's problem. always man, man, man everywhere and every woman. And he's saying obrigado, right? It's, it's a legend. I really, really like him. And he's kind to students. So we have this soundtrack playing since the beginning. This is a 20-hour seven healing meditation, sleep, chakra, yoga, Tibetan meditation, Tibet, Tibet, how do I say this? Tibetan? Tibetan, yeah. Tibetan, um, and this music is there. If you go to YouTube channel, if you find, if you are really into after all this good experience that Tina is sharing, uh, you will find many, many channels, many places where you can discover yoga, practice yoga, and bring some peace. Would you recommend, Tina, any any of them? That is, there are a lot, but would you like one in particular? Um, to be honest with you, um, uh, there's there are so many out there that you know. I, I suppose people need to find something that's in their language. Mm -hmm. um, you know that suits their uh, whether it's a, a yoga class or the meditation um, I mean if you just do a search in, in, in Google or YouTube anyway the most popular ones will automatically come up so that's yeah. a good way of you know of, of, sorting, of sorting them out yeah but I yeah. suppose you could, I could recommend I mean I, I suppose in most in most countries there are um, Buddhist centers mm -hmm. so maybe if there is a Buddhist center in your country that will be in your language um, I know the Dublin Buddhist Centre has some really nice offerings on their on their website as well. Um, and I think at the moment as well, because of the times that we're living in, uh, most places are offering things um, more available on the internet than they normally would be. So, yeah. at, 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 you know, if there was ever a time to, 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 to look for something um, on the internet, it's now, you know. 
and uh, worst case scenario I guess if you can't find anything that suits you um, you could just you know switch everything your phone the television the music switch everything off and just find a comfortable chair and just sit in it and close your eyes and uh, count a hundred times watching your breath and you're meditating Good That's enough. wonderful. I would ask you to come and just to finish this to like just tell people how can you just did so. Yes, once you find a calm place, a quiet place, and you find yourself there, just it's a meeting with yourself, I would say. Yeah, just exactly. meet yourself. Yeah. yeah. It's quite good. Yeah. yeah. Tina. Thank you ever so much for being no here tonight. You know that I'm busy here. I am also a carer. Uh-huh. And the lady it's, <laughs> is there. I need to go to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah of course. People I just heard I was going and coming back. I didn't. Anyway, but just the message is here. You know, the message is here. And this, this is amazing and uh, women power and that's absolutely it. <laughs> thank, you, thank you so thank you so much for for having me on and uh, i i love that you're doing this for for our students you know it's it's a it's a great way to to kind of keep the conversations going and to stay connected and uh, fair play to you thank and you. uh yeah and i shall see you back here soon hopefully with roy and and uh best wishes to everybody who has been watching please please tina we will like find a way Ryan is saying até terça-feira see you Tuesday no maybe not Tuesday but she's <laughs> definitely coming back Roy. I'll definitely be back yeah, sure. yeah 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 guys yeah. thank you very much if you like this video please share uh, tell your friends if is there any words that you didn't understand please write them down mm -hmm. and send us a message we can uh, we can uh, answer you and uh, yes we'll be back next tuesday with somebody else practicing english during this tough time god bless you all tina thank you very much my friends god bless namaste you. stay safe you too namaste thank you guys bye bye see you